From the PodConnect studios high in the Colorado Rockies, this is a special cannabis crowdfunding episode of the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on Raising Cannabis Capital, we are continuing our cannabis crowdfunding series with by Mark Ristelli from CanTrade. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Dan. Happy to be back. Well, for all our Raising Cannabis Capital listeners, you'll remember Mark was a guest about a year ago. But for those who didn't have an opportunity to hear that show, Mark, you talked about how challenging it is for licensed cannabis companies to find other licensed cannabis companies to do business with. Let's start here. Why is this so important? Right. Yeah. So in a newly regulated market, you know, coming out of, say, Prop 215 days in California, basically everybody's trying to figure out who has what and they're kind of using old connections. And what happened was the market got saturated with ultimately brokers, middlemen, people in the middle. There were fake deals, fake contracts, fake buyers, all that type of stuff. And if you speak with somebody that's been in that market since Prop 215, they've got multiple terrible broker stories about being burned. So oh, man. Uh, there was no credibility in the supply chain. And that's the problem that we set out to tackle with CanTrade. Let me just see if I can frame this. Say, I'm going to buy some stuff from you. I send my money and it turns out you're not even legit. You're a vapor. So the money's gone. And that was sort of the circumstance that was going on before. Yeah. If, if you got that far to sending the money, you've already made the mistake. Here's what happened. You've got somebody who's claims to be a buyer whether they are the real buyer or they're possibly representing a buyer that's seeking product. And they're asking for things like COAs, your lab testing, and then ultimately proof of life that that product actually exists before they're ready to kind of engage and start the, the sales process. And then on the opposite end, if you have the product, product sitting right in front of you, but you're getting bombarded with buyers that aren't necessarily real. You're not really sure how to kind of filter out who is and who's not. So you ask for things like proof of funds or you need the funds put into an escrow before you're going to allow them to actually go see and do lab testing on the product. That's what was going on. Basically, there was fake deals all around. And one of the funny things you always hear is when things like proof of funds or COAs get shopped around so much that if you sent them out, they actually at some point can make it back to you. And uh, you know, there's a lot of cases where that happens, where let's say I'm looking to buy 100 liters of distillate and I have the money in my account. I send out my proof of funds and then somebody, whoever that's sent to, is now shopping that around to try to find that 100 liters of distillate. And ultimately, at some point, that proof of funds makes it back to me from a broker saying, hey, do you have 100 liters of distillate? I've got a buyer. And it's like, whoa. whoa. You know, I can't say that's happened to me, but we've seen COAs, proof of funds. We've seen them shopped around, gotten reports from multiple people that this or that was fake. Because those are the types of things that we look into to make sure we verify the businesses that enter our ecosystem. Well, let's talk about hand trade now and, and how you're helping people avoid those types of circumstances. It starts pretty simple. Every business that we engage with or that we allow into CanTrade, our marketplace ecosystem, they have to provide a certain level of information. In most cases, it's EIN, sales permits, state ID, state license. And then that information has to 
matched up with what we've already got in our database for that business, and then all is good, that's really step one. Step two, we have to be in contact with them. We'll basically verify the business through agents and contacts as well. Once they're approved, they gain access. Once they're in the ecosystem, you know that every business that's gotten in has jumped through the same hoops that you've jumped through. And now you can buy, sell, trade with confidence and know that can trade is there to assist either party, buyer or seller, and ready to step in if there's any problems or disputes, things along those lines. So really adding that credibility back into the supply chain and knowing that you're talking with real buyers, real suppliers. Yeah, man, I I just can't imagine that there's a system that was not like that prior to your your involvement. It's crazy. It's just they they call it the Wild West for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So in this model, how's CanTrade compensated in this process? To make sure we can verify and provide these resources to our businesses, there is a subscription model. So ultimately, to get verified as a supplier, the businesses have to provide that information. They also have to provide resources and the funds in the manner of a subscription to us so that we can apply an agent to their account. And then ultimately, once they do that, our agent will go to work helping to market, helping to kind of direct as far as here's the types of businesses that would be most likely to engage with your offering to help kind of open up some new buying opportunities there. Let's jump ahead and let's talk about your campaign. I'm on the your page on MicroVentures right now. I can't believe how quickly it's filling up. I love the fact that you're letting people buy in for $100. Can you tell us a little bit more about the campaign and what you plan on doing with the proceeds? Yeah, yeah, sure. MicroVentures has been great. We got set up with MicroVentures to kind of do this crowdfunding campaign for a few reasons. One, we thought it was important that the stakeholders in the industries, so let's say cannabis and hemp businesses, have the opportunity to support someone such as Cantrades that that is trying to add that credibility in the supply chain and these resources to all these businesses. So if they support us, they're basically saying, okay, we're now part of Cantrade as well. And we wanted to provide that opportunity to everybody. That's what we've been able to do through micro ventures. Now, as far as the campaign, we just released it and we've already surpassed the minimum. It's already jumped past. I saw that. I saw that. Yep. And with the proceeds from the campaign? They're going into improving the application. They're going into marketing, sales, and support. We get so many businesses into our network. It's very resource intensive to be able to verify them and support them so that they have the ability to be successful in our markets. We want to add you know, as much as we can on the support side so that business gets in and they've got that buyer, seller, concierge service with CanTrade and got the power of our application and our software to support both the buyer, the seller, and our agent who's servicing those accounts. Oh, and, you know, this is up and running. I mean, this is like, I think the important thing that anybody that's thinking about investing can take away from this interview is that this can trade is up and running. This, this isn't an unproven concept. And, you know, I'm reading on the page right now that there's there's 1,300 registered customers and you guys have facilitated over 1,100 supply contracts. I can't imagine from the last time we spoke until we are today, the the amount of growth has just been crazy. I can't imagine not doing it with more people. This is you, you know you're ramping up like crazy. Yeah, yeah, we're we're doing exactly that. And when we last spoke, our application only serviced the California cannabis market at the time. 
And since then, we've we actually released it in early January, our hemp markets data. So now we've got an entire new segment of the market that our application is, is servicing and supporting. And since the release of that, we've had over 100 new businesses join. So we're well over 1,400 now. It's definitely growing very quickly. What's interesting, though, is the cannabis markets, they've been regulated. They've had some years you know, under their belt. So they've started to stabilize a bit more. But the hemp markets, is ex- they're very much like the cannabis markets were two, three years ago in California. It's back to the Wild West. The exact same issues. And actually, the reason we started working on these hemp markets is because we were having our kind of our doors kicked in by businesses saying, hey, we need this. We need this for this space. The markets, they run parallel. Obviously, the, the cannabis markets are state geofenced. You can only participate within your market in your state. But the hemp markets, those are nationals. As long as your state doesn't restrict hemp in general, then you can go ahead and, and jump in there and do exactly what the application is designed to do. Connect buyers and suppliers based on kind of our, our matching algorithms and what people need. And then to track those orders uh, through fulfillment. And then also to manage the clients. If a business joins our ecosystem right now, they can offer a much simpler, easier way for their own clients to purchase. And on the back end, because we know what it is that that business supplies, whenever someone comes into our application that needs something, they get matched right up. Our suppliers receive a notification saying, oh, you've been matched with a new buyer. Your buyer needs this. Would you like to contact them? And then they can go ahead and contact them right there. Wow. Like I said, this is not a startup. This is a proven concept. Everything seems to be in place for this rapidly expanding industries, I should say, because there's more than, more than one. Well, we've been speaking with Mark Rostelli from Cantrade about his crowdfunding campaign, which is currently live on MicroVentures. And we'll have all the company's information in the show notes and on MJ Bull's website, including the link to Cantrade's funding page on MicroVentures. And as I mentioned earlier, you can own a piece of Cantrade for as little as 100 bucks. Before I forget, if you want more information, go to the website. There's more information than you could possibly ever read through. There's so much, including a good video. I like the video, Mark. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Mark, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. I wish you the best on this campaign. I don't think you're going to need any luck, though, because the way it's going right now, it's going to fill up quickly. Thanks again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And, you know, one one last thing I'd like to mention about the campaign. I'm not sure the exact number at the moment, but, I mean, there's around 200 investors that have participated. What's really cool about working with MicroVentures and this crowdfunding campaign is now we've got 200 individuals that are evangelists of us, ready to support us, ready to help us be successful. So that's just really cool and not something that you would necessarily get as a business that went another funding route to get, say, one venture capitalist firm to invest in your organization. So that's the reason we we went, worked with micro ventures and went the, the crowdfunding route. So you mentioned earlier that a lot of the people that have made these investments are people that you're already working with. They know the company, they have confidence in the company, and it makes sense for them to be owners. Right. And if we went any other route, they wouldn't have that opportunity. Well, let's stay in touch. I'm looking forward to this thing closing and moving into the next chapter of the can trade history. Excellent. Well, thank, thank you so much for having me.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.